Hello, Scotty. Hello, Mr. Fox. How are you on this joyous day of the first of the month? Well, you know, the joy just won't stop. I mean, I'm like I'm sitting here drowning in joy. Would you like to know why? Why are you drowning? I'd love to know why you're drowning. <laughs> I'm not drowning, drowning. I said I'm drowning in joy. Because um, for, you know... Somebody, somebody on Twitter said something nice and said that 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 something I had to say was 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 meaningful or or useful at least partly useful and that made me happy. It genuinely did. You know, we joke all the time about how we have a factional a fractional listener, and it is largely true. But you know, I, it does make me happy that uh, that sometimes we 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 talk about things that are interesting or useful or spark a little bit of thought of discussion. And who knew? Who knew that Twitter could be civilized? So tell me all about it. Well, it's our good friend of the show, Joseph Heck. And what a great name that is. And I, I wonder if there was teasing when there's child. Oh, heck, here comes Joe or something like that. But anyway, um, uh, he said, and I quote, let's say, oh, shoot, now I've lost it. Oh, it said, uh, thought the Swift UI localization advice in your recent podcast was pretty good. It got a big boost last year with the second rev and a number of corner case bugs resolved with this year's release as well. And um, I've sometimes found I need to run the app to see final results, not just preview, but that's not unique to using Swift UI. And then I thoughtfully said, well, thanks so much. Swift UI can certainly be an utter joy until it isn't. And and that was, I had to quickly reply, but I mean, that's, that's, you know, it reminds me of, of why we got into the conversation in the first place, because here we are in this transition phase where absolutely you're starting something brand new. Swift UI is much more pleasant to, to work with. And, 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 but it's, it's like one of those things where it kind of sucks to have to wait for some, you know, some critical mass of, 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 yeah, let's call them edge cases and corner cases fixed where you don't don't have to have the, the you know the the time where it isn't pleasant but then i think as as uh, you know looking if you visit joe's um website where he talks about you know his background stuff like that one thing that you find is after you've been through a number of different technology transitions you just kind of calm down and learn how to to navigate it and realize that there's going to be a time when you do pay a certain tax for for adopting something new when you can, um, where where you you have to kind of <laughs> you sometimes use a little bit of brute force and stupidity, and and definitely that's been my experience in in the personal work I've done with Swift UI and what I've seen also you know as we start to adopt it in some places at work here. But I will say one other thing is that I think la- well, it was last week when I was talking about how the a localization bug had come up. For a you know a, a language that's coming soon, and and the original presenting problem was you know on 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 a small small device with a super expansive language, and it had to do with kind of setting the relationship between multi line text and and some some images that were held in the center of of a of a card, and the card itself is a full screen kind of paging uh, scroll view, swiping view view, um, and. Uh, as it turns out, just after I had 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 forwarded the bug report that came from our heroes in Loke, somebody else, a, you know, a designer who moved on to work on a separate a separate projects, um, but still has love for mobile, and we love that. There's, you can never leave mobile engineering or mobile design; it's always there in your heart. But anyway, he said, "Hey, I was looking at this thing." Um, this first run experience on an iPad, and I noticed that when you rotate and come back, you see this thing; it never recovers. So, in fact, it really was the same problem. And therein lies the the, the rub: is that you know you, you have to 
you have to kind of set up some, you have to set up test with so much convenience for them to make it just kind of tap a button, click a button, you know, to start a process that will run screenshots in a number of scenarios and a bunch of different devices to be able to make sure that that everything is caught because this is something that is 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 seen. It's kind of like a, a first run experience for the app before you've ever signed in. And so you you would, you know, you would like to get that right. Um, and it, it's also by its nature something that was a very, very good potential canvas for for Swift UI, and everything seemed to have worked fine until it didn't. And this it was a, the the change was was rather small, but it really just has to do with saying giving more hints and and the techniques. And this is what I was getting about with you know with, with Joseph, who I think is has similar you know length of experience as you and I, Scotty, do. Is that it doesn't matter whether you're talking about auto layout constraints or Swift UI. You know, it still comes down to kind of giving a bunch of hints, hints to a system, and that's what you have to keep in mind. So anyway, thank you for writing, Joseph, and um, I will uh, pass the mic back to you, even though you're not in front of me. Well, I am in front of you time-wise. Ah, that's true. <laughs> so there we are. We can pass it through the timosphere back hmm. to me. Well, that's a very positive way to start this week's show, isn't it? With uh, with with a little bit of um, someone saying that we said something useful. And um, so thanks, Joe. We do appreciate it. So I guess the big question is, is are either of us going to say anything useful this week? Because that is always the challenge. Because we don't want to ride the glory of last week, John. We want the glory of no. this week. So, well... Uh, I can keep going if you like. Uh, I don't mind. You go first. Yeah, you go first. You, you can be our glory leader for the day. <laughs> I'll be the glorious leader. <laughs> now, I don't say the glorious leader. I say glory leader. You're leading the glory. <laughs> there was a Liz Fair song with some, some, which had the crude lyric shining, shining some glory on me. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Anyway, but actually it is topical because it was from her album Ex- Exile from Guyville, which is, in fact was a response to Exile on Main, Main Street. Liz Fair being a kind of a super popular, you know, indie, indie rocker uh, singer songwriter who, as it turns out, was terribly afraid to perform in public. So hardly ever played in public, but had great songs. And uh, that was my favorite song of that. I mean, she called Shine, I think it was. But anyway, and the reason I thought about it is because poor Charlie Watts. This, that, is, that is a sad thing because anybody who's a drummer or anybody who likes music or anybody who likes the Rolling Stones, if you like the Rolling Stones, even Keith Richards will say it's because it's Charlie Watts. And if you're a drummer, he he definitely had a super recognizable style. But anyway, this is not about Charlie Watts, even though rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Um I wanted to talk more about uh, about a project that I've started on, which I can't talk about in detail, but I can say that it is a brand new blank slate canvas, which is really good, and it's taking advantage of some some an area of the app which people usually only go to when they're trying to do some some settings and stuff. But there's a great opportunity to 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 build something new and interesting and useful for for that space. And as we know, on mobile apps, space is a premium. And, and because it's starting from, you know, starting from the ground up, I you know, wanted to, to be able to make sure that everything correct is baked in for things that I care about. So not only does it have to look beautiful and be fast, it also has to just scale beautifully as this preferred content size works. And of course, work perfectly with voiceover and, and, and touch control. Um, uh, sorry. But yeah. Anyway, so, uh, what I was going to say is that, you know, it it, it 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 is a truism, I think, that if you want people to adopt habits, 
And certainly proper localization, proper accessibility is, is a habit that, that I've been yammering on about and something that you just, you have to get it right. You just have to. Um, and But the reality is, is that people who are, are busy working on their projects and have A-B tests that have deadlines and, and there's always the thing about that we can fix it and post. <laughs> That's the software equivalent to we can fix it and post when you don't get the film shot quite right. It's like, oh, we'll just edit it afterwards. And you really can't. I mean, you can, but it, it doesn't work well. You know, fixing these types of problems when it comes time to productizing, it, it, it almost never works, practically speaking, just by new, human nature. So the ideal world is, I think, is to have a bunch of reusable components where you would have to work super hard to not do the right thing. And one of the most common cases is, of course, our, our, our icons and animations because you see them all the time. And so I started working on this thing and I said, okay, well, just for fun, I'm going to try instead of using our subclasses for buttons or labels, let's see, because this particular component is one that wants to be shared. And I was also thinking about maybe it could be open source, but just something called a dynamic icon view, which is very, very simple, but it is. It's used all the time where, where you basically say, I want a, a, a view which contains a, a, you know, a, a UI image, hopefully that's from a vector source, like a, an SVG or PDF, or a Lottie animation or an emoji, right? So you would use three different views to contain them, you know, to, to hold the, the media, and then you'd also would have to have a containing view for it so you could have a little bit of control, like to see if you wanted to have edge insets. So it's a, it's a simple enough thing. It's just the devil in the details is to make the API very easy to use. And the general idea about it is that you pass it an asset name of a certain type so you know how to find it, whether it's a UI image or a Lottie file or, or in, in the case of emoji, it's just the, 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 the text string. The difference is, is, is you know, uh, the, contain, the, the view to hold that media would either be a UI label, a Lottie animation view, or UI image view. So you have to kind of figure out which one. And the last bit of details that you would want to have the base size. Um, so what is, how, how do you want it to be sized? Because you can then use that information to saying that, hey, you wanted a 20 by 20 icon that's great or 40 by 40 or whatever. Um, and then you would want to, to figure out what is the preferred content size, um, which... It, you know, you know, reflects what the user wants. So even though the base size may be 40 by 40 at the preferred content size that they have, maybe you would then need to scale it to 60 by 60, whatever. And you also have to listen to notifications because those things change. And then you have to make sure that, that this image view, you know, that would be contained within something would itself be contained with something else. It might be part of your button subclass, or it may just be sitting around on a view and there may be constraints to the thing next to it. But the whole part of it is, is trying to, to take something you think this should be really simple. And it, it kind of is for itself. But then when you have to realize that your reusable component is going to be part of a bunch of other ones and you have to figure out who's responsible and when for reacting to preferred content size changes. But again, the, the general goal is that you, 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 you take a design for an icon or some animation, and then you want to make sure that, that when it's displayed in, in a screen somewhere on a view, um, that, that it will scale beautifully and that all the, the important details are taken care of for you, that, that if it's vector source artwork, that it will actually render properly, or that if you need to tint it or add shadows or all these other details. So that's part of what I've been working on, and it's like one of those cases where where, you know, if I didn't care about that detail, if I didn't care about something about future use of this thing, then I wouldn't have bothered. I would just kind of find a brute force stupidity to make my particular, you know, project work. 
but I, 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 after a while, when you care about, about these details, it makes you sad if you have worked on a canvas and then say, okay, now I've adjusted this, this scales beautifully everywhere. Then somebody works on that canvas, adds something, and then they neglect those details and it, 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 it breaks the experience. And, and I, I had that unfortunate experience. So I just, you know, um, and so I just don't want to have it repeated. So that's why I'm taking a little bit of extra time for this. And, and um, if people are interested or if it seems like it, it is something that's meaningful enough to people, maybe I will open source it um, if I can. I, I don't think there's any particular reason why not to, but it's, it's more than anything else. It's just a simple technique. Anyway, so that's that's my little thing for the morning, Scotty. Go ahead. For well, firstly, that's excellent, uh, and it, it just raises a, a couple of things for me. I mean, you know, not on the technical side or whatever, but open sourcing is uh, always something that sounds good, uh, and it, generally it, it is good, but... Uh, you know, uh, there's also this thing, isn't there? You know, there is an awful lot of open source projects out there, and there's nothing wrong with this. But I think we we maybe need to find ways of identifying things because uh, there's the I did this right now and it works right now, and you might want to use it right now, and here it is. But equally, in six months' time, one year time, five years time, whatever it might be, yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to be working anymore because you were. You were basically sharing a moment, shall we say? Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, in there, and otherwise, you know. And then there's another thing, you know, an open source project. Let's take an open source project, WordPress, for example. Um, you know, where that is an ongoing thing. There are teams, there are contributors. Um, you know, lots of people can get involved. The public can get involved. And then there are open source projects which are still maintained, but still only ever by the person who maintained it in the first place. And I think we need to. You know, be able to categorize open source a little better. Um, just, just to say, yeah, when someone releases it, it's perfectly acceptable. To say this is a one, one time shot, and it, I can't guarantee anything for it in the future. Um, just to help people understand, because the amount of times you come across um, code and it's you know three years old, and you think, okay, is that going to work or not work? Whereas you know, I want to know. Yeah, the code's three years old, but it still works fine because I'm maintaining it. I haven't need to change anything versus, you know, the code's three years old and it doesn't work because I've just not maintained it because that, that was never my intent. And I think I would just help the whole open source process a little bit just to, um, yeah, I'm not asking anyone to do anything they're not already doing, but just if we could identify things easier, that would make a lot of... Uh, uh, things better, and especially now people drag in open source through things like Cocoa Pods and all the rest of it. You, know, you could have some way in the system saying, "I don't want things that are not being maintained right now," or warn me when something's not, and it would just make life a little easier. Scotty, you, I, I, oh my God, this is this could be a turning over a new leaf. Here we are, first day of a brand new month, and we're just like firing on all sort of cylinders, being helpful. Because as immediately as you started it, I realized that you know it's like yes, open source. I should have been more precise, meaning that I was going to like share the knowledge of it. Because I, you're you know, it's first of all, it's not enough to be able to. It's, it, it, it's a very, very simple technique more than anything else, and it's really just kind of share the knowledge in, in, in a meaningful, easy way to do, which really should be like a blog post, a, a snippet, you know, a, a, a gist. gist. A gist, you know, maybe a, a demo app of some sort that really shows kind of why I care about that. 
Um, and, and, and then, and then even as you're saying, it's like, well, why would you start something brand new and not make it Swift UI? And then, ha ha, the reason for it is, is that no matter what, it's about technique because, you know, if you use a lot of animations, which, which we do and lots of people do, and you, they are vector by nature, they scale beautifully. It's just to say, here's how to, 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 to use this technique so that you have something that just works. Um, and if you do it as a gist, you're basically making a very clean source for what people do all the time anyway, because you search for terms like you say, okay, preferred content size and, and, and image views or kind of how come my UI button where I scaled it, the, the image doesn't scale properly. And then you have to remember, oh, yes, arcane with UI button. You have to then adjust the UI content inset racks. And it's like, oh, yes, now I remember why UI button is so so limiting and people in UI kit just end up writing their own and, and, and so on and so forth. But it really just comes down to understanding the algorithm, what are you trying to do, um, and that's what I meant. I just didn't really think, you know, because I did the thought of, of like me packaging up something and, and saying, well, here's, here's my, you know, if I'm going to do one, maybe I should do a collection. And then the thought of somebody having some, some grotesque dependency, um, when really all people want to be able to do is like, how do you do this and then make it work in their world? And if they copy and paste some code and it's decently formatted, then I feel like I, I would have done something helpful in the universe because Lord knows I've done the same thing. I've done the opposite where I found a really good blog post uh, um, and said, yes, this technique works. Um, and then I will say something last about that. It's just another remind, reminder of how, you know, what makes a good development career is is being an active member of, of, of a community. And sometimes I feel like we've lost it a little bit, you know, partly because of the pandemic, we don't travel anymore, but partly just because there are so many sources of information. You, you have to work so much uh, it put forth so much less effort to find answers than you did when you and I were starting out where you might have been a lone voice asking a question on a, on a mailing list somewhere and waiting hours for the response versus now where you just type the first couple of characters and, and Google has already auto-completed the search and, and probably within about half a second you're copying and pasting. <laughs> anyway. 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 So, um... Yeah, something I just wanted to uh, have a quick chat about this week. Well, my my week this week has been mainly I've been fixing lots of little bugs in in a number of things, and you know it's 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 quite nice sometimes to just do that because although you know, you're not doing anything majorly complex, and a lot of these bugs have been like quick win bugs, they've not necessarily been that hard to fix. You know, just ticking off the to do list and getting you know the issues down is sometimes quite satisfactory. Yeah, satisfactory. Uh, but equally, because there's lots of little things in there, there's little spaces between them, and, and um, you know, pauses, and uh, you know, you're not trying to just focus deep in on anything for the whole week. So you, know, you maybe have a little bit more headspace as well, because you can do you know, your intense thirty minutes of fixing the bug, and then you know, give yourself a couple of minutes before you go and do another one. And it it just feels it's a different type of um, mental environment to work in uh, when you're in that mode. And uh, one of the things that's been sort of crossing my my mind uh, over the last week or two during this, when um, uh, you know during a little these these downtimes or you know when my headspace has been available for something else, is you know we were talking about uh, recently about one password and how they were basically being slagged off for having an mm. elect- electron app, and um, you know but you because know, here is a company that wants to do an app uh, on multiple platforms and they've you know they've taken an approach and. Um, you know, it, it 
they tried SwiftUI, we won't go into that, and it didn't work for them, so they've gone for a cross-platform approach, which is Electron. And it just made me think, well, you know, if they were going to end up having a, trying to have, for whatever reason, let's not even talk about the reason, but let's say if they wanted a, that one cross-platform app just for for whatever reason, you know, you know, did they have any other alternative than Electron? And it just made me sort of do a little bit of research and, and, and go around things. And, of course, there are, there are other things like React Native and Flutter and all these sort of things out there, um, you know, from, from, from different organizations. I think React Native came out of Facebook, didn't it? And Flutter comes out of Google. Um, and then there was Xamarin, which is basically comes out of Microsoft, which is, um, you know, uh, a .NET implementation of all, all the local platforms. Now, I don't want to particularly... Um, you know, talk about, uh, for whatever reasons, I did some more investigation around the .NET stuff and C-sharp. And, and I'm not, not going to talk about .NET itself and whether it's any good or not any good because, you know, I've done, you know, a few bits of research here and there and I'm not in any position to comment or, or, or make any statements about that. But one of the things that really quite struck me was how different um, the world is in, in, in dealing particularly with .NET. I'm going to talk about because that's one of the ones I've been looking at. Um, than than working with Apple, for example. So um, when you, when you come to to look at .NET, you can see a timeline of what they're planning to do for the next eighteen months. Um, you know, there's no waiting till some secret conference in whatever time when they will tell you about these things that they're going to be there or, or or not be there and find it. You know, that there's a roadmap just laid out uh, of where they're going um, and what they want to do and when things are going to be there. And it even says they even tag things as saying, yes, this is this is a definite. It will not ship unless this is in it, and, and this is an important, and we hope, really hope to ship with this bit. And this is a yeah. If we can get it into this release, that would be great. Otherwise, it will slip into the next one in, in whatever else. And it just occurred to me, you know, how different trying to look at, you know, a technology is when you can see not only where it's been and where it is, but where it's going at the same time, and and how fast they expected to get there. It's not even about expectation of. Um, uh, is something going to be there? It's it's also when's it going to be there, um, or when do they think it's going to be there, or whatever else. And just how when you're assessing that and what you're thinking about that, and does this work for you or not work for you? How different that information makes things. And then on top of that, when you start to dig into some of these things and you look around some of the information, you know, you just find that you know, Microsoft people who are responsible for this, they're appearing on podcasts all over the place. They're writing blog posts all over the place. Um, just the whole attitude to, you know, sharing where they're going with developers, making them with developers is so different. And um, I'm going to be perfectly blunt here, um, a lot better, <laughs> in my mm. opinion. Um, and, you know, I know that that will never be the Apple because because Apple has a culture of secrecy. They like the big reveal. Uh, to be honest, personally, I think its day is gone, but that is really useful. I think when they were the underdogs, the surprise and the whatever else made things, um, you know, it gave them media attention. It allowed them to do things. And I think possibly on the hardware side, that can still apply. But, yeah, um, from a developer point of view, I'm just thinking of planning our applications, planning where we're going to go, planning what we might be able to do in our apps. If we had, uh, you know, a, a Microsoft-style roadmap and things, 
the world would be a better place to live. And that was actually, and, and I sort of remember this because I used to work in the .NET world many years ago. I was a .NET developer uh, from when it first came out. So I was a Windows developer before that. And then, you know, sort of around 2006 was mixing my life in both worlds. And by about 2008, I've become over to the Mac only, and I've not been back since then. Um, and again, I'm not commenting on the value of the technology or whether it's any good or whether it works and whether it should be used for cross-platform. I mean, I am looking at it for out of interest, but, um, you know, this is a lot. But I, I have to say, just reminding myself of what that was like and going back to that um, and seeing that, saying, yeah, that is, I wish we could live in that world um, with Apple. I really do. Well, Scotty, I want to live in the world that you want to live in, and I think the rest of the Twitterverse wants to do that. Um, it's it's it, it. As you were talking about this, I was reminded that <laughs> notice went out that SharePlay is not shipping with the first version of iOS 15, and that's kind of interesting. Um, and it just reminded me of something that I'd said beforehand, where you but, know, sorry, can I just interrupt? Doesn't that make things even worse when you do the big reveal and then can't yes, deliver, exactly. and, then, and then and then you can't deliver? Yeah, I know, and and the pro and and this this has happened. This is again kind of the advantage of being a graybeard, like and you, because you think, okay, this is great. Now I understand how things work in the in the Apple world. That you know they they develop some new technology. They want lots of people to adopt it, and those those apps that do adopt it will probably get some additional marketing lift from from Apple. Um, but and and I'm sure Apple, you know, that's that's. Software is hard, and I'm I'm sure that that they just didn't do a willy nilly decision, and and in the end, if if there are problems, um, and and they, and and I think in the case of SharePlay, it's probably as much as anything else, or things related to network performance, security, who knows, any number of issues. Where it's like, no, the API is perfectly fine, the the client side part of it works, but here's something else that we didn't realize, or here's something that yes, we we found out as more developers, you know, started working on. It. So it's better to be honest and say, hey, we we have some problems, and we're just gonna hold off and, and wait until we do it right. So I, I completely get that. You said something pretty bold about saying that, you know, that, that the Microsoft approach is better. And, and, and I think that when you say, well, better for whom in what context and so on and so forth, but you know, Apple as, as a company as a whole is, 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 is starting to, to kind of <laughs> they're no longer the underdogs anymore. And when you think about all, you know, the lawsuits and regulation that's going on around the world, and they're obviously having to change both as, as a, as a purveyor of technology, but even their internal company culture of, of, <laughs> of banning Slack, you know, certain Slack conversations. It's, it's, we are in a whole new world. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, it, it's other things as well. Let me give you just one quick, I know we're running out of time, but let me give you a quick example. So, I mean, obviously Xamarin is an open source part of a cross-platform part of .NET, and um, it contained this thing that started about five years ago called Xamarin Forms, which is a way of doing um, cross-platform UI. Um, you know, again, no comment on whether it's good or bad, is there? But they're, they're replacing that this year. So they've already said at the end of this year, that will be replaced with something called, um, Ma they're calling it Maui, which is um, multi-application UI. Or User something. interface. User interface, yeah. Uh, so, so it's a replacement there of basically a, a high-level UI system that will render natively on every platform, but you can just set it up once type of thing or drop out in certain places. So it's like a probably a Swift UI thing um, sort of thing. So they said that's coming in November, and that's going to be part of .NET 6. And with that is statement, they said, so they've said, so Xamarin Forms will no longer be the current way as of November, 
But they've already said, we will be bug-fixing Xamarin Forms and doing things to it until November 2022. They've told you how long they're going to carry on maintaining it for, and then they're, they're going to stop maintaining it. But equally, they've also said that .NET 6 is going to be one of their, what they call, long-term service releases, and they guarantee that any app written in um, .NET 6, .NET 6 will be supported on all platforms until 2028. So you know that if you implement something to .NET 6, that it should, in theory, keep running. You know, they're saying they'll make sure .NET 6 runs on all platforms, even though they've moved on to .NET 7, .NET 8 until 2028, because they've called it along. Just information like that is invaluable. Just knowing what people are going to do with it and what they're promising. It's just like, as a software developer, that makes making choices so much easier. Uh, And it's just like... um, you know, and, it, and Apple used to have the excuse that they were small. They used to be able to say, well, we can't do the resources to put all this information out there. We can't send people to, you know, to podcasts because blah, 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 blah. That is gone. Those days have gone. Apple is bigger than Microsoft. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, mm. company-wise, I don't know about employee-wise or whatever else. Um, and I think this holding on to the culture of the past is damaging us and damaging them. And... Um, the, the good, the thing is, Microsoft in the late 1990s were, prop, I would say, possibly where Apple are right now, pretty bloody arrogant and thinking they could just do what they liked. And they took a bit of a tumble, um, not a huge one, but they took a bit of a tumble and had a rethink. And that rethink actually benefited them. And I think the Microsoft of today is a lot better Microsoft than it was back then when it was this big behemoth. And some of the things they do are a lot better now than they used to. Uh, with that said, I think Microsoft have always been very good to developers. Always been very good to developers. Well, in my experience when I was working there, maybe there's a period between 2008 and now when they haven't been because I haven't been doing it. Um, but just generally. So I don't want anything bad to happen to Apple. I don't want anything to come down on Apple. But I really am hoping that we can have a some form of culture change that just makes, you know, um, things different. Just, I, 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 yeah. Go ahead. No, I guess, I, I guess the difference might be is Microsoft is shipping so much into the enterprise and the enterprise likes to know what's going on. They don't want to be surprised. The enterprise doesn't want to know what's surprised. Whereas I guess a vast majority of Apple shipping is to the end consumer where they love surprise and delight. And we just possibly have to live, yeah, the people trying to deliver other things to the consumer have to live with that. Maybe that's why it will never change. Well, Scotty, I would say that that what the world needs is Craig Federighi on stage, his face on Steve Ballmer's body while he's screaming, developers, developers, developers. And I'm sure that that, that animated GIF already exists somewhere, so all I have to do is find it. But that shit's going in the yeah. show notes. I'm sure it will. Well, and let me just say the Steve Ballmer period of Microsoft was and great and we don't want that type of thing and i think the current um the current leadership in microsoft uh seem to uh, be far more um, well remaining enthusiastic uh far more balanced than maybe mr Barmer was <laughs> oh gosh well scotty if if people want to 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 invite you on stage for you to relive your best 90s enterprise software with microsoft tools dance <laughs> 
where where might they cast their vote for this to happen? Uh, okay, if you really want to slag me off for not being the Apple fanboy that everyone likes people to be, then you should <laughs> you should do it, MacDevNet on Twitter. Please just throw your abuse at me. I can take it. I don't care. There we are. And John, if people want to say to you, how the hell can you hang out with that twat? Um, where should they do that? <laughs> on Twitter, of course. <laughs> I mean, Twitter, where you'll find me engaged in all sorts of, of, of meaningful, pleasant conversations, as is the norm on Twitter. And I'm Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Well, John, there we are. We, we, we've done the good, the bad, and the ugly today, I feel. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you've been responsible for the good, and I've maybe been responsible for the bad and the ugly. But So mm-hmm. next week is your turn to be bad and ugly. Oh, that's good. That, 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 there's our new theme. We have fractional guests. I mean, and, you know, fractional listeners, and now maybe we can have fractional turns or rotating turns. It's like, Scotty, it's your turn to be insightful this week. Well, there we are. We will see how it goes. So... Thank you very much for listening. If you're if you're still with us, or maybe even the mention of Microsoft was enough to make some of you disappear. But there, there we go. Right. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time. You take care of all your personal needs to be able to find your own path towards bliss. <laughs> have a cleansing outro we didn't we didn't negotiate this change it's not in your contract to change the end of things oh, shit. all right fine <laughs> all right you take care yeah thank you <laughs> right, i'm pressing right. the stop button now yes. to put this one out of its misery